0: Friday devotional podcast aimed at helping you grow more faithful in your walk with Jesus. Our reading today comes from Romans 12. We're going to be reading verses 9 through 12. And the word of the Lord says this. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. This is the word of the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to help us hear his voice today. Lord, speak to us. Your word is rich and wonderful and encouraging and helpful to us. Help us to benefit from these few moments of reflecting on your word today. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's think about waiting for Jesus today. For a while now, Gwen and I have had a morning habit of spending some time in the Word separately, studying the same passage from the one-year Bible, and then going for a walk in the SIM village and sharing with one another what we've learned. This has turned out to be one of our favorite moments of the day, and it usually produces richer insights into spiritual things than either one of us would have received separately. And this morning was no exception. One of the passages that drew our attention today was Second Thessalonians chapter 1, and it has a promise of Christ's return for his saints, and it urges us to wait for God's Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. This started us discussing how to wait for Jesus' return. And in the course of our conversation, Gwen mentioned what a help Romans 12.12 had become for her in this regard. And it is rich indeed. Let's take a few moments to look at it and ask ourselves a couple of questions. Let's ask ourselves, how can we wait for Christ's return in a godly way? And secondly, what should I think about while I wait for Jesus to come back. Now, the verse gives us three things to hold our minds, to hold before our minds, rather, and to put into action in our lives while we're waiting for Jesus to return. The first thing we're told is, rejoice in hope. That is good, practical advice for people like you and me who are living in an increasingly chaotic world, a world that doesn't seem to care much about Jesus at best and is growing in hostility toward his followers at worst. We may, like Christians of all ages, experience tempestuous times in our lives as we await Jesus' return. How can we keep from getting distracted and losing hope? The advice here is to remind ourselves often that we have a sure and certain hope. Jesus has promised us that he's coming back, and then when he gets here, he's going to gather all of his saints to himself in his kingdom. He has promised that chaos will be quenched, that wickedness will be punished, that peace will reign. These are truths to rejoice over as we wait for his return. Secondly, the text urges us to be patient in tribulation. Difficult times can be expected, not only because we belong to Jesus, but also simply because we live in a fallen world. Bad things don't just happen to bad people on planet Earth. Everybody gets a turn. How will we react when our time comes around? One of the marks that proves we belong to Christ is that we're known to be people who are patient when trials come our way. We don't explode in grief or rage or resentment. We display what one Puritan writer called the rare jewel of Christian contentment, come what may. When we react like this to the kinds of difficulties that come to everyone, and even more so when we remain patient while suffering for our faith in Jesus, an unbelieving world shakes its head in amazement. Why are these people like this? Why aren't they cursing God in the midst of their suffering? How can we account for this? Well, of course, the answer is we can do that because Jesus really does save. And if they're willing to receive it, that can become their answer, too. Finally, we're commanded to be constant in prayer. This is our lifeline while we wait for Jesus to return. Prayer is the proof positive that we placed our total dependence on God rather than ourselves. The equation is fairly simple. People who know their weakness pray a lot and people who don't pray a lot don't pray because they've never really discovered their weakness. There are two kinds of prayer that scripture encourages us to be involved in as we wait for Jesus to return. Private individual prayer and public corporate prayer. Both are invaluable means of strengthening our faith and encouraging our hearts as we wait for Jesus to return. Prayer, along with the study of God's word and obedience to God's word, is the means that God has given us to get to know him as a person. Intimacy with God, which is the secret of spiritual strength, comes through practicing prayer privately for our own needs and publicly for the needs of the church. If you're feeling spiritually weak and sickly these days, could it be that you're experiencing that because you're neglecting to practice this means of grace. So let's go back to our two questions. How can I wait for Christ's return in a godly way? What should I be thinking about while I wait? Well, Romans 12.12 gives us these pointers. Rejoice in hope. Remind yourself often that Jesus is coming back to put things right. Be patient in tribulation. Don't let trials knock you off your feet. Remember that you've been told ahead of time to expect tribulations. Trust Christ to carry you through them. And be constant in prayer. Put into practice the skill of praying, both privately and with others. Gather strength for the journey as you wait for Jesus' return. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us the truth of your word and for giving us verses like Romans 12.12 that help us to apply what you've taught us. Help us to be students of your word, and also to be those who take seriously putting into practice what we learn while we're waiting for your Son to come from heaven. Hear our prayer for his sake. Amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Join us on Sundays for our online service at 9 or or our on-site services at 9 or 10.45 a.m. And we have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. as well. Look for our app in your Apple or Google App Store. Search for BF Sebring to get your copy. Thank you once again for joining us. Have a blessed day.